anyway, we have to talk about Sabretooth and how hot he we is. We do. Um, so I'm uh, well, s- He's like the, not the character I would have gone after, but okay, whatever. I, he's hot for Wolverine. I'll put it that way. I don't think, Everyone's I don't think hot he for Wolverine. is hot, but he is hot in the sense that he is horny, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, well... <laughs> Okay, hold on. I mean, we can make the claim that everyone is horny, especially in this episode. Everyone is horny in this episode, mostly for Wolverine, but like also for each other. Anyway, I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And in case you didn't know, this is the Mutant Ages where we talk about what, which X-Men fuck. Yeah. And the answer is you when it comes to who they're fucking is usually Wolverine. But it's a different X-Men every time. And this week it's Sabretooth, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like an X-Orgy most of the time. It is. Uh, you know, it, you know <laughs> not to say anything about queer coding, but like no, sometimes, just literal. I, like, sometimes it's not a code it. at all. Sometimes it's just literally <laughs> happening. And that's what's going on in this episode. Back when we were young. the x-men canonically just cannot stop having sex with each other that whole age of x-men series that happened before of house of x mm-hmm. like the reason why the world wasn't perfect is that nate gray was trying to make it so people wouldn't also need love or sex in this perfect world but the x-men couldn't stop fucking each other and it kept on ruining his reality like that was literally the plot of that whole fucking thing yeah well the x-men is a horny comic book series and x-men evolution is a fan fiction and it is just continuing like all of it is a horny fic written by a teenager and that teenager was ryan pagella no Almost. Well, you could argue that. This episode is called Spike Cam, and I remember watching this as a kid and kind of being bored by it, but I actually loved it this time because I didn't realize (laughs) that this episode episode was based on Ryan Pagella's life. Yeah, why did you find it boring? Like, what were you just like, wow, this is too much like my life, and that's what's boring about it? I mean, at the time, I probably wasn't digging Spike as much as I'm digging him this time around because I was a kid. I don't know. I like, I wanted to... I was definitely relatable to Nightcrawler mm-hmm. watching this show. So, like, I was more interested in episodes about Nightcrawler or Wolverine. Yeah. And, like, that was just my preference. And I I, I didn't have a problem with, like, Spike as a character on the show. And I kind of liked that there was more than one black character on the show, even if they were related. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of pissed that the... They, they created a character, yeah. I, well, I don't care about... I don't even care about that. They created a character who's literally just Marrow. And I was like, why didn't they just use Marrow? And why didn't they just make Marrow black? Like, I just... I didn't understand any I mean, of I that. I still so, don't understand the answer to that, honestly. There's no real explanation to that one. Yeah, but he, he turns out to be... At least I feel like at this point in the game, 
of this show. He has become this character that I relate to along with Nightcrawler. Those two characters combined create Ryan Pagella, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of, I could kind of see that. I really enjoyed Evan in this episode slash Spike. He's a cute I, character. I do too. I kind of want his little figurine with his little skateboard. I've, I've come to really like him on this show. So yeah. So yeah, as we said, it's called Spike Cam, but we start off the episode. I, do we need to do a previously on? I don't think we do. People oh, right. So now. previously on the X-Men, <laughs> this is X-Men Evolution. All the characters are in a high school fanfic where everybody's young except for Wolverine, Storm, and Professor Xavier. Mystique's the principal. Uh, Magneto is also there sometimes. He's not in this episode. We don't know what, like, it's actually like halfway through the show. We don't know what Magneto's deal even is, except that sometimes he shows up to bang the windows around and throw Xavier around in his chair being like, you're an untrusty ex-asshole. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. That was the last episode. It was. And so basically we've just recruited Rogue. She's the latest character that came in. And already she's like not quite getting along with the X-Men, though. Like she is one of the X-Men now, but she's also kind of fighting with them a little bit, which I was like, at least in they're not instantly transitioning her in, you know, like she's still kind of herself. And you're you're right. But in this episode, she's given this is really weird. They decided in this one episode to make her have some sort of weird high school rivalry with Kitty. And the version of Kitty in this is like not kidding. Yeah, I found it weird. I didn't really feel like Rogue was written in a realistic way either. Yeah, I mean, Rogue, this episode, by the way, features a musical in the middle of it, in which Rogue <laughs> wants to be the lead. And I'm like, what Why? the hell is happening? This is like Warcraft Valley, where all the characters are like, want to be in a musical, including Wolverine, and they're all going to do like Boy From Oz or some shit. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. It felt like a fan fiction that we would write, like in every way. Like, in I the mean, sense, that's kind of the show, though. It kind of is, but it's also like, you know, we did theater. So, like, it feels like you and I would have written a joke story about the X-Men being in a musical together. Yeah. But, like, why? And also then some character in the background is filming all of it. In this case, it's Spike for some reason, which also feels like something we would have put into a fan fiction. <laughs> okay, but it's like, like this is like a, I don't know. This is our lives in it's high like school, where lives, like everyone's yeah. tr- everyone's trying to perform and be in a show and wants to be on the thing, and then there's me in the bushes yeah. filming everybody. And everyone's like ridiculously goth and gay. This is this episode is and our then, like in the background. Everybody's doing something that's actually wildly dangerous and irresponsible, but because <laughs> they're children, they like have no perception between like saber oh attacking the school and like trying to get into the school play, which I actually did like that part of the episode like the fact that the kids have seemingly no awareness of like the scale of those two events but the adults in their lives do like i thought that was the one saving grace of it like like storm and wolverine i would argue that xavier does not in fact this episode with xavier again i was like (laughs) He's even worse on this show than he was in X-Men the Animated Series. We just hate him is really part of it, but... No, okay, no, at least on X-Men the Animated Series, he sometimes had some redeeming factors that were like, okay, we know you're up to bullshit, Xavier, but at least you're trying. So far, Xavier on this show has done like four things, and one of those things <laughs> is re- yelling at everybody to recruit him child soldiers and then turning those children into child soldiers. The other thing he does is like brainwash mass quantities of people... <laughs> At all times. Like anybody who pisses him off. He's like, great, now your brain's deleted. Fuck right. off. Like, yeah, and then the, the other thing he's done is that he shows up and he like tries to kill people to see if they're even fit to go to his school. Yeah, yes. 
He doesn't do that in this episode, but he has done that in the past. Like, he's tried to kill children just to see if they can deal with him or not. And that's, this is our heroic character in this episode. I don't know. Well, I mean, Magneto's already showed up to call it bullshit on that. He, like, I love that. I really love they showed up and banged the windows around and was like, you're a fucking asshole, Xavier. It's kind of too bad that Sabretooth is such a non-entity in this show, though. Like, he is the primary antagonist in this episode, but I also I have no clue why he's on They never explain what the background is between these two characters on this show. It's just he's, like, around in season one and then he, like, helps out Magneto and then he's just trying to fuck Wolverine the whole time and, like, they don't explain why Wolverine and Sabretooth are trying to fuck each they other. They don't explain it in this episode either. Like, it's literally just Wolverine and Sabretooth dated and they're like still fighting. Like, that's I mean, all you need to know. Like, That's true. I mean, that's pretty much the exposition we get later on in this episode when him and Xavier are talking and they're yeah. just like, dude, we both have crazy exes that we still want to fuck. <laughs> that's okay, like... We need to recap the episode. Okay. Alright, so the music, the music, oh my god, the episode starts and there's some cool music. It sounds like Power Rangers and then of course Sabretooth is there and yeah, it's like, go, go, around. Sabretooth. Go, go, Victor Creed. Go, go, Victor Creed. I don't really know what he's doing. He's just, he's he's just, just walking there. around. He's, he's like just that, hanging out. That's the whole opening scene. Know, Nothing even like, happens. He's not even in a location that matters. Like, he's he's by a water <laughs> well, I guess he's in Bayville. Yeah, it's he's hanging out with the Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Oh, my God. He's hanging, he's joining the cast along with the Yakko Wacko Dutch. They're rebooting Animaniacs, and I this know, time we're they so have. so excited. They have, they have Yakko Wacko Dot, Dot Pinky in the brain, and Sabretooth. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. We're just excited about the Animaniacs reboot, so now this is a show about that suddenly. Instead um, of like the, instead of like, hello, nurse, he's like, hello, Logan. Logan, <laughs> Logan is wearing a nurse outfit for some reason. <laughs> I hope he looks good in a miniskirt. I bet he uh, does. He looks adorable. Oh, okay, um, anyway, so we're back at Bayville. Like that's that was the opening scene, the by opening. the way. This this episode it's is a crazy ADHD. Opening. <laughs> okay. And like what is they this go to podcast? Bayville High. We go to Bayville. And Evan, this is really funny. We learned that Evan is a huge nerd and like like he goes okay, to but he's his... like not the right kind of nerd. So he was supposed to write a history paper about the space defense program that Reagan originated or tried to originate in the 80s, which at the time was nicknamed Star Wars. But Evan thought he was supposed to write about Star Wars, the movie. Like the which, movie? Like, I don't know how. I, whatever. It's a cute mistake for him to make. But it's also like he clearly wasn't paying attention in history class. <laughs> all so he turned in an entire paper about star wars got a d and then goes up to his i don't understand teacher. how he didn't fail that he should have failed i think okay i feel like the teacher was being nice i don't even I don't know, know if i would have given him a grade like i feel like the teacher approached this <laughs> the only way that you can actually i like the teacher's response to this like the teacher pulls him after class is like can i talk to you about this like you know, you obviously screwed up this paper. <laughs> yeah, because Evans was like, he's looking at it's like, oh man, Xavier's gonna kill me. Not, by the way, Xavier, not yes. Auntie O, not no. his parents. No, Xavier, Xavier's gonna Xavier like. Is fucking is his fucking dad now, which at the end of the episode, he literally says, and it creeped me out, but whatever. It creeped me out too that, like, that he's terrified now. of Xavier already. Yeah, so anyway. Whatever, I guess, it's, I guess it's to be expected. And so the teacher <laughs> is like, well, maybe there's a way that you can make it up because he's like now learned that Evan likes movies and Star Wars 
boards and stuff. So he opens up a drawer and he takes out a digital camcorder and he hands it to Evan, who's like really impressed and thinks it's so cool. Okay, if I was a teacher, I would not give them give my student a video camera and be like, "Well, you feel take my very expensive I know. piece of equipment in year 2000 and go I out and it though, like because it's like swirl around as a teenager." Do you ever have know. a teacher in your life where like the teacher can kind of tell you're fucking up, but they just decide to help you for some reason? Like I feel like those are my only good memories of school or the occasional times where you have a cool teacher and they like have a soft spot for you that's kind of how i read this scene i mean i yes yes yeah uh my german teacher was that way and she was like worried that i was depressed and she wanted to know if i wanted help and i was like no because i started (laughs) off the german the first year of german i was really great i was involved with the after school club and i did all stuff and then the second year like i just like got out and like stopped doing work and showing up and was like depressed in a corner and she's like do I need to get you help? How can I help you? And I was like, I'm great. I'm the best <laughs> I've ever been. I'm going to go to the mall. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is like that. Except in this case, it's like Evan is clearly the new kid there. Maybe he's having trouble yeah. fitting in, etc. I don't know. I thought it was cute that the teacher was like, okay, you clearly should have gotten an F on this paper, but like, I'm going to try to help you here. So here's this camera. And so the teacher's like, current events can mean a lot of things, including things that are important to people your age. They don't have to be huge they just have to mean a lot to you so you can do a film report on that and evan is like really excited about it it's adorable so yeah i mean it's like he's basically doing an early vlog he's yeah. he's gonna go be this episode he turns into ryan pajella with a camcorder in year 2000 basically like he everything he does is something i've done before so yeah including what he does immediately next which is look out the window at the xavier institute zoom way in on wolverine pulling up to the institute <laughs> which by the way what is this camera that can zoom across the entire town i don't know but it's a really powerful camera apparently and like very and he's expensive. giving it to this kid oh I my know. god i know but, so oh, wait, oh my god in. hold on wait a second my notes i just realized it says like ryan evan specifically zooms in on wolverine <laughs> you wrote about yourself in the third person. which is funny because i'm writing the notes wait 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 and he goes hello logan yes you're right i also wrote evan's sexy voice hey logan <laughs> It's pretty funny. I thought it was really cute. So then Kurt is like, Kurt's hanging out the window, like flickering back and forth between his blue self and his like normal white kid self. And he's like, you know, shouting at Evan and then grabs him. And Evan shoots spikes out and is like, don't scare me like that. And then Kurt is like, sorry, my image inducer's on the fritz. I got to get back to the Institute before somebody sees me. And so he's going to miss class. Evan's like, no problem. I'll tape it for you. And Evan and Kurt is like, cool. And then like flips off down the building. And then meanwhile, Sabretooth is like really far away watching them through binoculars because everyone is just watching each other through (laughs) high powered zoom lenses in this episode. (laughs) When it's really funny. Also, I thought it was really funny that Kurt's hanging out the window. He's like, I don't want people to be suspicious because my image inducer isn't working. So I'm just going to hang out the window. Yeah, that I everyone guess that's can fine. see. Like everyone can see like a blue little devil kid with a tail like leaping down <laughs> the side of yeah, the school and, it, and thinking he's so he's like Assassin's Creed, like, oh no one can see me. It's like, dude, what are you doing? And then across the streets there's somebody on the rooftop, some cat man, like Yeah, like spying on the children at the high school. Like Oh my god. Okay. And then all the Animaniacs this they're just in the Animaniacs universe where like weird shit is now normal. Yeah, like there's frying pans, there's anvils falling on people so then yeah the 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 opening credits start it's like it's time for x-men evolution (laughs) 
Okay. Wait, wait, okay. So Evan does the at the Ryan Pagella thing where he walks into an empty hallway, screams action at nobody. Yeah, and then luckily a couple people that he knows show up. <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> and it's like Okay, it is really funny that he says and action, though. So then Rogue and Kitty are walking down the hall. They're getting into an argument about whether or not Kitty stole a book from Rogue. Or no, Rogue supposedly stole the book. I don't even... I I mean, it's really funny because later on in the episode, Rogue's also trying to take a CD from her, which I I think... I, I didn't it's like, mind Rogue's that. just taking shit, and I was like, Rogue, what are you doing? <laughs> Rogue just doesn't have the keen sense of morality that the kids in Xavier's Institute have, apparently. I guess not. I don't know. Um, so Rogue is like, you loaned it to Kurt, and he loaned it to me. I was going to give it back. And Kitty's like, yeah, right. And then she bumps into this guy and then, like, has a little crush meltdown. I, I don't even know. She's like, oh, hey. I'm oh, like, my, oh god. my god. I'm Kitty. I'm Kitty. I mean, I'm not gay now. <laughs> Kitty. Did I say that? <laughs> I'm Kitty. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God, I can't take this. This yeah. this is not Kitty Pride anymore. I don't know who the fuck this is. Yeah. And Evan is like monologuing over all of this footage, by the way. And he's like, <laughs> enter the love interest. And I was Which like, is okay, still right for Jill at the time. I know. Do you remember, it's like yes, we I wrote do. stories mocking this back in the day mm-hmm. where I would like my character would film everybody and be like, and now these two are going to kiss. It was usually you and somebody else. It was. Which is just and really funny. Sometimes but whatever. it's accurate. Every now and then. <laughs> um, and so we learn that this new boy's name is Jason and he's yeah. like, it's Kitty, right? And then Kitty laughs for like 10 straight minutes and Rogue is like, <laughs> okay, I can't believe this okay, is happening. Wait, but honestly, I'm on Rogue's side where Rogue's like, what the fuck is even happening? <laughs> yeah. And so then Jason is like, oh, I'm putting up flyers for the school play, or it's a school musical, which is Dracula. And it isn't the actual Dracula musical that exists. It's like a different version of Dracula, I know because they're going to they're gonna keep on playing that music later. We're absolutely going to put it in this episode because I kept laughing at it. It's so it was funny. Like, it's Dracula's it really a rock opera, which as far as I know, I tried to Google the lyrics to the vampire song and I couldn't find anything from it. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's actually real. I don't think real. it's from anything. Um, but I'm not familiar with the Dracula musical so I could be wrong about that anyway I, I mean it's a show that they probably didn't have the rights to oh, a Dracula musical yeah. so I, they probably had to write something else yeah and I think they just picked Dracula because like I don't know it's like maybe a high school would be reading Dracula would like perform it I didn't feel like it was tied to anything right really. okay wait hold on so now I have to point something out because it's like it's probably a continuity error, but it's really funny to now think about. So in the episode where Rogue accidentally transports a Nightcrawler into Silent Hill. She's reading Dracula. Yeah. She's reading Dracula. But in this, she's saying that Kitty gave it to Kurt, who gave it to Rogue, which means at some point before they were even friends, Kurt was like, hey, girl, I barely know. Read this book. And Rogue's like, fine, I will. Like, Yeah. Like if the book itself is Dracula, then yes. It was Dracula. Because remember, I said that in the episode. I'm like, it's funny because Rogue's drink- reading Dracula. But I mean, I mean, like if the book that they were arguing about in this episode is Dracula, which I don't think they actually say whether it is, but your theory makes sense. I mean, it is a continuity error, but it's like, what the fuck is up with Dracula in this show? I guess is what I'm really <laughs> I, I saying. I mean, it's all, again, it's our lives at, at when we were in year 2000, you know? Yeah, and I guess it's supposed to be like Rogue is kind of like a vampire herself because like she can suck people's energy and stuff. Well, so. but also I think that's the reason why they chose that, but I think they are sticking to this whole vampire theme at the time is that it was 2000, which... 
I was like, well, this wasn't the time of Twilight, but that was like Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was right now. And also was an influence on the show. Like they've talked about that. Oh, it was a that. huge influence. I mean, they've, they, I think they, is it called rotoscoping? I don't remember. Yeah, where they, yeah. Like, no, took... we talked about this before. Like they, yeah. they would, that and the craft, um, they would trace over the animations from those live action scenes. Yeah, and also Sabrina the Teenage Witch was a thing at this time. It was just like this weird like teenage magical girls thing. Yeah, you know, goth stuff. Yeah. So anyway, um, so Rogue and Kitty get into a little argument about trying out for the school musical and Kitty's like, at least I have a chance of getting cast unlike you and Rogue is like, think about it. I was made for this play and then true. <laughs> it is true, but it's also like Rogue, you better hope there's no kissing scenes in this play because if there is... Nobody can fucking do it with you. Like, what? Like, can you sing? Like, there's also that. I mean... I, can Kitty sing? I don't even know. I, I, I was just more like, Dracula's a pretty sexy play. Like, isn't this guy gonna have to bite Rogue's neck? Like, I was just, like, thinking several steps ahead of Rogue on all of the blocking in this one and whatever. I, I like that that's what you were worried about was the I'm blocking on the show. That was the main threat to you in this episode. I mean, if we're talking logistics, also the boy says that he's already been cast as Dracula and they're only auditioning girls which seemed very unfair to me like what uh, yeah that also seems like weird to me that they're like oh, we're holding auditions for dracula the play in which i'm already playing dracula and i was like don't you usually like do Audition? the auditions uh, I, I mean it's probably true that the director probably was like you're gonna play dracula but we can't tell anybody that yet but like i've already picked this out of my mind but we have to hold auditions you don't then walk up and be like it, it, it's t- actually no as in typical high school in college drama, I remember all those musicals we were in, Maddie, where like everybody was like walking out of auditions being like, yeah, I'm playing so-and-so. And mm-hmm. be like, we didn't even cast anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was kind of how I read it as well. And I was also like, it is sort of believable that if it's a high school theater department, yeah. like there are very few boys in it because, you know, boys aren't allowed to be doing that without being assumed to be gay. Especially so- in like 2000. Well, they the, the, what it was back then was like you do theater and not be gay if it was a play but if it was a musical then you were a big old homo basically especially if you're playing dracula but apparently jason is straight question mark i don't think he is i I don't know know. we never see him again after this episode so it doesn't even matter it doesn't it doesn't matter so anyway evan's been filming all of this and rogue sees him and flips out and she's like why the fuck are you filming this and evan's like it's fine i'm just doing an assignment for school and rogue is like no no fucking I know. This whole this whole scene reminded me of our friend Steph who played Rouge yes. and Demon. When I would film her, she she would be like, Stop fucking filming me. I'm like, don't worry about it. Zooms in closer. <laughs> yeah. And so then Evan's like, So are you two gonna audition for the play? And they both are like, Yeah. And then they glare at each other and then storm off in opposite directions. And Evan lifts up the camera again and he's like, haha, character conflict. That's what I'm talking about. Another classic Ryan Bajella move. I know, really. And then it goes back to Sabretooth, who's like still spying on the children. He and that's is. that's his whole scene. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see Evan doing a bunch of skateboard tricks by himself, like using the camera like a GoPro, which is pretty cool. I mean, this is before GoPros existed. It's also before smartphones existed. I'm sure people realize this, but like having a camera was really cool during this time period because like no oh, yeah. one had one like i had one you did but, but you like, were the my exception parents bought me one yeah i know and like i didn't have a camera like this like i don't the only reason why there is video footage of me at that age is because i knew ryan and he filmed it <laughs> and i felt well i feel like your mom had access to something she had a camera but we weren't allowed to use it 
Like it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Your mom like probably I was made the better call. My dad's like, I but well, actually, my my we'll talk your about this. Your dad was some like point. the teacher in Evan's school in this situation. I think your dad just wanted to encourage you and be like, yeah, you can use the camera. Just be careful. Well, with yeah. It. I mean, I come from. We both kind of come from artsy families. That like, here you go. Just don't break. Well, actually, my dad got me my own after I was whipping after you his broke rod. It? Yeah, we did break the camera. Like that I didn't happened. break his camera, but I definitely eventually break mine. He made the right call. I think he got me a cheaper camera for sure. But mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is not important. So anyway, Saber. <laughs> wait, hold on. Where are we? Okay, so Sabretooth is following Evan, who's doing skateboard tricks, and then yeah, Evan's like not looking where he's going. He's just like crashing into people and filming and stuff. He's like, I'm so good at skateboarding. Meanwhile, <laughs> people are screaming and jumping out of the way. <laughs> okay, it's pretty fun though, and ultimately this leads to Sabretooth stealing the camera yeah. from Evan, yeah. which is too bad. I know, and Sabretooth basically screams, "I want to be on TV too," and then he's like, "Actually, I just want to spy my." ex-boyfriend brother child logan yes and so he rewinds the tape to the very beginning and luckily he doesn't have to like wait very long to find something good because the very first thing evan filmed was zooming in on xavier's institute seeing logan pull up on his motorcycle take off his helmet and then go hey logan So like Sabretooth instantly this is, is like, like an okay, episode of Warcraft Valley. I'm sorry. Lo- it really, like- it really is. And so Sabretooth instantly is like, there's Logan's home address. There's <laughs> Logan. Also, how <laughs> you not-, not know where Xavier's Institute was? Can he smell him? Isn't yeah. that a thing he does? It's so I don't know. stupid. The premise is stupid, but whatever. I don't know. So Evan spikes up and he runs out to get yell at Sabretooth, but the camera's just there and Evan's like, what? And then he picks up and is like, well, at least the camera's fine. So I'm good. And that's such a Ryan thing in teenage years. It's like <laughs> somebody would get hurt. I would be like, what about the camera? <laughs> I know. And like, I guess I better not tell anyone that Sabretooth <gasps> just beat the shit out of me. Wait, hold on. Then, then Toad shows up and he starts flirting with Evan. He's yeah, like, what? look at how high I am. You should feel me look at me do my flips i'm so hot don't you think i'm hot evan by the way everyone in this episode's gay i know like everyone. And also evan is so mean to toad here which actually made me kind of sad i was like toad's being like really friendly to you like why wouldn't you film him i don't know i mean honestly so far on the show toad hasn't done anything to merit us not liking him yeah i mean he stole the um silent hill machine in that one episode and i guess that was kind of bad but it was mostly funny like he was like teleporting <laughs> mystique's car and stuff he's and, just like, kind of like a punky teenage kid like yeah, whatever like, i don't know i feel like toad, i kind of feel bad for him i like toad whatever and so then toad um obviously gets rejected by evan who's like take a hike to lansky i've got too much respect for my craft and Sabretooth is like still watching him from far away which like why? okay okay wait I wait don't i don't know like this scene ends with Sabretooth sexually licking his lips yes. and i was like what is happening why is this so sexual I like i'm like i was like know. am i imagining this or and then maddie's like no it's not it's here i I mean, I, it's not your imagination. It's, so then it's just because, you know, it's not. And then we go right to the next day where it's like Evan's sleeping and he wakes up. By the way, we again, Evan is Ryan Pajala because it takes him roughly like 20 minutes to like get out of the bed. Okay. Why did they animate it this way? Like this animation <laughs> is I so long. I swear it's like <laughs> three full minutes of Evan trying to wake up. It's like, well, he wakes up, he hits off relatable. the alarm. It's relatable. And then he but sticks like, up why? and he's like rubbing his eyes for a full three minutes and then he just screams and shoots spikes everywhere which i guess if i had that power i would do that i would definitely wake up and break shit so i don't know and so he breaks everything in the room but it's like why 
I don't, like, I don't I know. Don't, I mean, well, Storm, at least she doesn't hit the camera, which, you know, he's probably like, at least I didn't spike the camera. Uh, anyway, Storm knocks and doesn't wait for him to say, come in. Like, she does the goofy thing where she's like knocking and coming yeah, in at the like, same knock, time. Knock, and it's like, it's a teenage boy, Storm. Do you really want to walk in on him masturbating in the morning? Like, what are you <laughs> doing? Anyway. And Storm like picks up the camera. And she's like, hold on. What the fuck is this now? And Evan's like, oh, I have to film everything in my life for, for you know, school? for the class. And Storm's like, okay, well, it's fine if you want to film your life as Evan, but like, maybe not your gay life, because I think that's not going to go over very well. So we're going to have to review this footage. So <laughs> Yeah, and also, like, the whole child soldier thing, probably don't want the principal to find out about that, because she's Mystique, and so I know, on. which is funny, because that she he's like, spying on a danger room session later i don't know know, but whatever i feel like all of it is realistic though where it's like a teenager would not understand like the gravity of the situation they're in which is part of why what xavier's doing is so immoral because there's no way he could ever impress upon the kids how dangerous all this shit is and like evan's just acting like a normal kid being like yeah i'm gonna film the x mansion i'm gonna film the x jet i'm gonna film all the cool shit in my well, life like, and I, it's like, I mean that's what i would have done this is like a massive security concern and like you have no idea how unsafe all of this is because you're I don't 15 know. Well, years old the but... first thing he does is he goes over and spies on gene the bathroom who's like Oh, at least she's not naked. She's, she's just holding up naked. a shirt. She's like, she's like, should I wear the red shirt or should I wear the other red shirt? Which is like a thing that's happening right now. And like, I know. then she sees Evan and screams, get out and she slams the door telekinetically on him. Okay. But then the funniest part is that Evan goes, wasn't that interesting anyway? And I was like, yeah, cause you're gay. Like, what? Oh my God. It's like, again, that reminded me of me where somebody so would yell much. at me and when I was filming them and when I was 13, I'd be like, well, was it that? interesting you know <laughs> yeah, like i have like, videos of, of this. times that you ryan would like film girls and like pretend yeah. that you were leering at them but like you were gay <laughs> remember i'd zoom in on our uh, like friends boobs and like, be like i love this boobies what I'm supposed to do? yeah yeah i know i would really be like these are so hot and all of you would be like ryan we're no we know you like didn't care because you're like you're gay you're absolutely gay <laughs> It just reminded we me of awkward. that so much. So then Evan goes, let's see if I can find some real action around here, which I also laughed at, but that's Because fine. like, I thought he was looking for action of like some guys fucking. Yes, exactly. Know. He's looking so, for So which a is basically what he does. He goes and he starts filming Logan, who's outside. Who Logan pulls out this laptop or computer that he does all this code on and yeah. turns on the battlefield simulator. And my only note was like, can Logan even use a computer? <laughs> Logan hits a bunch of buttons and machine guns come out of the ground. And like he's training Cyclops. And by the way, Cyclops like clearly isn't able to do anything. It's really just like Logan's training simulator where like a bunch of things nearly kill him and like Cyclops is just in the background falling down and like <laughs> At what point Scott falls down, like getting hit by some ropes, and Evan is filming him and he screams, That's reality TV. And I was like, Wow, remember when just saying the phrase reality TV was a punchline and like that was good enough? Because oh my God, that, I mean, yeah, that took TV me back. It was like a new enough thing that like filming someone and being like, huh, This is even before YouTube, you know, TV, like, like it's nothing. Oh my God, I know. And then meanwhile, Evan's like zooming in on Wolverine's ass on while yes. he's skateboarding after him. Yeah. And then for some reason, the last gun, they were all shooting like nets and fucking footballs before but then the final one shoots out like 
buzzsaws, yeah. uh, which almost kills Evan and Cyclops. Yes. And then Logan, then like, Logan gets mad about it. Them and like dodges it all with his claws and like gets rid of it all. And then Logan's pissed off. And I'm like, Logan, why are you, you, why? you, why are you shooting saws at the students? <laughs> yeah. And so Logan grabs Evan and he's like, what do you think you're doing here, bub? Those things could have taken your empty head right off. Give me that thing. And then he picks up the camera and he just presses a button that says erase. But I guess he doesn't <laughs> erase all the footage. It just erases like the most recent clip or something because it's like a digital camera. Wait, I don't fucking but know. also like I my again, I wrote. Are we sure Wolverine can operate a video camera? I, I don't believe it, but this version of Wolverine in this universe apparently can operate a video camera. I think I just say the biggest joke about Wolverine is that he is not tech savvy. I know. And it's so funny. But anyway, Evan's like really mad that he deleted stuff. And Logan's like, let's just say you got on my bad side. What else you got on this machine? So he goes back to the beginning. He sees the shot of himself. And then there's another shot, another video that Sabretooth took of himself <laughs> for Logan. Look at this. Says, Thanks, kids, for showing me where my fuck boy is living. Licks lips. I owe you one. Licks lips some more. And Evan's like, who the fuck was that? And Logan just screams, Sabretooth. And he like literally runs away. And Cyclops is like, oh, that's his ex-boyfriend. And he just like clued him into our location. Like, that's like, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then the mutant alarm goes off. And then Logan's like, fuck and then he pops his claws and then out in the front Sabretooth is prying open the gates and like charging into the the area and then inside there's this shot of Xavier just fucking Xavier not doing anything not doing anything I that's the fourth thing Xavier doesn't does he doesn't nothing at all so he's just sitting there and he's just watching Sabretooth charge in like looking at his cameras and he's like huh Okay, and then he fucking yeah, like he doesn't, like, telepathically calls Logan and gets mad at Logan that it's happening. I know. Like, distracting distracting Logan from the fight that's happening, by the way, because Xavier's like, hey. What happened to all the times that Xavier could just brainwash all the people that he loves to brainwash? Sabretooth walks in, he just sits there and watches this unfold. Yeah, why doesn't he just put Sabretooth to sleep really quick and just, I like, don't know. Be, and like knock him out really fast? Instead, Xavier's sending, like, this psychic message where he's like, um, excuse me, I thought <laughs> I used to say Tooth didn't know where you were, so I'm not even going to help you because you clearly lied to me. And I was like, Xavier, you lie all the fucking time. Like, yeah. Oh my God. And Logan is like, I was telling you the truth. It's just that Sabretooth had help this time. And then Evan starts yelling that it's all his fault and what has he done? And then the, the doors to the X what Mansion open up. What have I done? <laughs> really dramatically all the x-men come out it's the scene from the opening credits storm has no fucking powers i don't know why okay i don't know what this this whole fucking thing is crazy we have like a 10 minute battle scene where all storm can do by the way is blow some wind and storm <laughs> it pissed me off so bad i was like i think i i don't really know what's happening because they're all it's like suddenly turns into this turn-based rpg <laughs> where everybody is like taking turns I like know. taking a shot and then like storm blows like a little bit of wind and then like gene levitt takes one cinder block over onto Sabretooth's head and then he gets back up again. I feel like, I feel like they're not really actually trying to attack him and that's why Storm's not doing anything. Like, I feel like Storm was just like... It felt like they were playing with their food or whatever. Well, yeah, I, well, I've got, I think there's an important 
line here where Storm's like, okay, this is not a place to work out your issues with being exes. Like, Storm's like, can you just, like, take it outside, basically? Like, yeah, and we so don't, then we... they kind of do. Like, Sabretooth ends up running away and being like, fine, I'm not going to fight you guys. And then Logan runs after him. Okay, Sabretooth literally screams, this isn't over, Logan! That's and then true. in the distance, you hear, I still love you. Yeah, like, as he's running away. He's, he's crying a little bit while he says it. Yeah, pretty much. So then they run through the woods together, but Logan ends up losing him, and then he growls to himself like a billion times like alone in the woods he's just like screaming at no one it's classic logan it is and then it cuts to wolverine and xavier kind of like debriefing relating to each other about like they both have exes they keep on trying to attack them mm-hmm. and they don't really want to do but they still kind of want to fuck them anyway that's that's what's happening here yeah and logan is like he's gonna want to get me away from here and get me alone and to do that he's gonna need and xavier's like a hostage and then they they decide all the students are in danger but like but this is like why like wolverine wolverine could have ended that sentence with anything it's like and he's he wants to be getting all alone he just needs to bring a dildo but xavier's the one who's like nope this is a hostage situation everyone's in danger like all the kids have to be on lockdown because they're just but so they much danger yeah i know but like that's what i mean like xavier's like all the students are in danger but i'm not gonna tell them because i want to see how it plays out uh-oh yeah like, it's you fucking know. stupid um so evan is listening in on all of this and he looks really guilty well at least i guess like, evan finds out but like that's it yeah and he doesn't actually tell anybody else i mean it would probably be helpful if xavier had like actually told all the kids that Sabretooth was a threat and just been like so don't leave the house until we figure this out um but he doesn't Xavier's fucking useless okay wait i i have heard a little note here wolverine says i just need to lure him out and fuck him so hard that he doesn't come back and then xavier says i say that about magneto but then he keeps fucking me and i just kind of fall down and let him do it because i use my mind (laughs) (laughs) okay it's just funny because like xavier and logan do end up quote-unquote solving this one on their own but for some reason like the kids have to get in trouble well technically the kids solve it for them i mean mm, kind of i don't know this I mean, like, Evan's this, plan is kind of weird. Like I don't really okay, know this what it whole, was. Yeah, everyone, everyone's plan is kind of weird, except for Rogue, who just is done with everyone's shit yeah. at the end of this whole scene. Rogue so. is the most powerful person here in many ways. So anyway, Evan's got his camera and he's like talking to himself and he's like, "You see the trouble you cause? If only there was some way of fixing this." And then he overhears Rogue and Kitty having an argument over the Dracula music CD because you know CDs. It's the only way to listen to music. Yeah, yeah. Kitty's got like a disc man. And Rogue is like, I got to practice for the audition and you've been hogging the soundtrack. And Kitty's like, hey, I bought it. Get your own. And I then, mean, I thought that was pretty funny. I say, funny. I like how Rogue keeps on trying to take Kitty's shit and Kitty's like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, like, I thought it was funny too. Um, and so then Evan interrupts them and is like, maybe we can help each other out. And <laughs> he doesn't explain what the plan is. And is just like, I'll explain on the way. It'll involve some improvisation. And like, I don't actually know that he has a plan. Honestly. I, don't, I really I don't really understand what the fuck he's doing. So anyway, Rogue and Kitty take a, a motorcycle out of the X Mansion and Evan's attached to it with his bike, which mm-hmm. was like a fun scene to look at. It was and Sabretooth is like stalking oh, them. Again. Make, yeah, he's like he's like, Logan, it's gonna be so easy to fuck you later. Yeah. Like 
I don't know. And then Scott is trying to leave and he's like, I'm going to go get a burger. And Logan's like, no, you're not. My ex-boyfriend's out there. You have to stay inside. Where is everyone? And Cyclops is like, everyone already left. Like, nobody's here, dude. <laughs> you idiot. You didn't stop anyone from leaving. And Logan's like, no. And like runs <laughs> out like, after everyone. Like Cyclops is like legitimately confused for this entire episode. He's like, I don't even know what, what's going on. Yeah, he never finds out, I don't think. Like, I feel like half the characters in this don't ever find out what the fuck any of this was. Like, it just doesn't apply to them. Yeah. By the way, I, they're like in the woods now, which is supposedly right outside the mansion. But I don't understand this because didn't like Evan earlier just zoom all the way into the mansion. It was like in the middle of the city or something. It's like, I don't know. There's like some woods around the front of the mansion, but then mostly behind it is like a ton more woods. That was how I Oh, Maybe that's it. where we went. I don't really know. So they're in the woods and Evan's now filming them in typical Ryan Pajala fashion. He's like, okay, let's make a dance video. Yeah. Which I was like, how is is this going to help you guys against Sabretooth? You're just making a sexy dance video in the woods? Like, that's not anything, but whatever. I don't know. It's so they start, playing the, they start playing the Dracula musical, and the lyrics are like, ooh, can you shake it like a vampire? Ooh, <laughs> shake it, shake it like a vampire. And I was like, oh my god, it's I love this song. song. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's like two lyrics, and we later on, they do the actual musical, and it's, we hear it like at least nine more times. Yeah, they only wrote one song for the fake musical, and it's this song, which I can't it's really like I mean, a full song. It's just like two lyrics that they just keep repeating over and over. Mm -hmm. So Katie's like getting really into the dance and like very confident in herself. And Rogue is like a little bit more stiff and like unsure about dancing and stuff. And Evan is kind of like trying to encourage Rogue to loosen up. And Rogue is like, whatever, I've got my own style. And Evan is like, how about you shed them gloves and give K-Girl a tiny tap, which is like. I don't know how Evan talks on this show. I know. Evan's basically telling the girls to touch tips, which I thought was kind of funny. It's super funny and it's very sexual when we get there. So the I girls know. at first are like, what? We would never kiss. What are you saying? That's so <laughs> crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Nobody here at the X-Men is in mansion is even gay. Like, what are or you like even saying? And then Evan's like, come on, just a little bit. And then Rogue's like, I don't know, maybe. And then of they course do it's it. Rogue who's like, who's like, oh, maybe we can touch just a little bit. So they do it, and they both gasp like they're orgasming, and then <laughs> Rogue and is Rogue's like, like, "That was like pretty ixum. Am I talking like her?" And it's like kind of funny and cute. I don't. And I was just like, "Okay, I'm filming now." And so <laughs> and then they dance. Then it says that this incredible music comes on where we get mm -hmm. to listen to it. And we're gonna put it in right here so the yeah. listeners can enjoy it. Looking good, looking good. Meanwhile, Sabretooth is in the background, like creeping around, looking at these No, teenagers. Sabretooth is like also dancing to the music. He's like, oh, I can I shake it like one. a vampire. <laughs> yeah. And then he runs in and he stomps on the radio and yells, you're mine. And he grabs Evan, lifts him in the air. Rogue takes off her glove like she's going to go in for the kill. Evan pops out his spikes and he's like, I've been expecting you. You got to be sharp if you're going to mess with the spike. And then Sabretooth just like throws him across the field on top of Rogue. And so they both like knocked out for a second. Um, Sabretooth tries to take Kitty. She phases through him. But then she sees that Rogue and Evan have been knocked out. She gets really freaked out. And that lets Sabretooth like throw her into a tree and she doesn't phase. Uh, he's holding up Rogue now. Yeah. And Rogue is like, 
back off, ugly. And then Logan shows up. Okay, Logan jumps out of the bushes, literally jumps up to his saber tooth, and immediately starts riding his cock. I know. It's like, crazy. instantly. I was like, okay, this they're is like even faster. They're, like, sexually than- wrestling all around. And, like, there's some really corny lines here where Logan's, like, picking on kids. Big mistake. And Sabretooth goes, yeah? Why? And then Logan's, like, thinking for a second, and he's like, because it ticks me off. And it's like, that's the best you could come up with as a response? Okay, Logan. Yeah, well, th- at this point, his pants are down, and he's riding Sabretooth's dick, like, in front of these children. So. <laughs> so then in the background, Rogue still has his, her gloves off. So she just like quickly touches Sabretooth on the back and then he immediately falls down, which is I pretty know, fun. It was like, I love how like this whole episode just led up to Rogue just touching somebody and taking the enemy out. And she's like, that was it. That's all that needs to be done. And Rogue is just kind of like done with all of it. Mm-hmm. And then she and then she turns into like a werewolf. Were-rogue, yeah, it's pretty which cool. I don't know. That's Sabretooth's power, but whatever. And Rogue's like, and I just shaved my legs last night. And Logan's like, <laughs> Nice, that was the finishing touch just with the tip. You planned this, didn't you, porcupine? And Spike's all like, yep. And Logan's like, whoa, stupid. And don't do it again. And you're all grounded because now I'm your father. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And they're like, for how long? And he's like, I don't know, until I'm stopped. And I'm I'm angry, okay? And then Spike's like, okay, so what the fuck's gonna happen to Sabretooth? And then, you know, Scott says, you two have been fucking for like 95 years. And Logan's like, oh, he's gonna have a little cooling off. And then we're like, okay. And this is when Xavier just flies out into the Antarctic, dumps Sabretooth into the snow. Yeah. And Sabretooth goes, where am I? I don't remember anything. And you just see Xavier evilly looking at like him as the door closes. The, the, the yeah, I was like, from the sky being like, ha ha, I wiped your memory and now you live in a glacier and you're going to fucking freeze to death in the Antarctic. Like, wow. Yeah, dude. like what? Xavier's, that was, nobody, that was so drastic. Why? Why did like he do he anything? I he just deleted the memory of where Logan lives and left it there like no instead he had to do this like torturous brainwashing bullshit it was like what like why did he need to take him to the arctic like what i don't also couldn't he have just deleted the memories of like anything from his enemies and then like none of these issues would even be happening yeah but you know that wouldn't help that wouldn't be enough to get xavier off yeah you're right he has to drop somebody into a snow drift very he has to kill somebody in order to jerk off i don't know so that's that's it fuck Xavier he's a terrible piece of shit now now we're going to Dracula the musical and at first I thought we were going to see it because the are, curtain rises sadly yeah well it's like the curtain rises and I was like we don't even get to see the show what the fuck because like the <laughs> curtain rises and then it like cuts away and it's like hi this is Evan TV also known as Ryan Pagella TV. And I was like, oh no. And it's like a shitty handy cam version of the Dracula musical that's like mostly Evan's face screaming. <laughs> okay, no, so like it's all these different clips for the episode. Yeah. Evan's basically like, welcome to the Evan Daniels Ryan Pagella TV show. This is my life where I'm a cool skater. I live at Xavier's school for gay children who've been abandoned by their parents. <laughs> they are my family now. Not my real family, but the family that took me in after I came out of the closet. We're all a little different and weird and gay as fuck. That's Cyclops. He's kind of stiff. Kurt usually <laughs> takes care of that for him. If you catch my drift, he literally says that. By I the know, way, and he also says it while Kurt and Cyclops are sexually washing a car together and spraying and each spraying other. Spraying each other. I don't know. And and that's what happens. Yeah, I know. That's the 
the universe that we're now in, the one where like of all characters, Nightcrawler and Cyclops are fucking and it's adorable. Anyways, like Professor Xavier is my new dad and Jean Grey is both smart and sexy. Ha <laughs> ha, I'm not gay. See, I said Jean's hot. Anyway, my auntie Roro is gay and I can she can play the piano. Speaking of classy ladies, here's Rogue and Kitty. They have some moves of their own. And then what does she say? The it's next like, thing he says is Kurt has moves as well. And then it like quickly cuts to Kurt dancing. <laughs> He's like, Kurt has moves as well. He's one of the girls too. Here's all the shots of everyone angry at me for filming them <laughs> which is a normal day in the life of evan daniels aka ryan pajala my new family is always there for me when i need them we all hang tight so this film is dedicated to my new family the x-men i mean my new family we're not mutants are gay <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a shot of the musical which is like kitty and rogue sexily dancing around the dracula boys <laughs> Like, I guess they both gave them the part and the, the part was that... The part was that both of them are Mina? Like, I don't know. I don't know what show <laughs> this is. Like, I don't know what version of this is, but there's two female characters who are into Dracula. According to the this. show, it's just like the entire show is the current opening. <laughs> and then like Dracula descending from the from the top of the stage. Yeah, well, Kitty and Rogue dance there and it's like everyone bows and they're like best show ever yeah and like i feel like there was at least one shot of xavier looking bored which i thought was pretty funny like in the audience where i was like there's no way this show is any fucking good at all like there's no way i liked evan's film though i thought it was really cute i this episode was dumb as hell but i really enjoyed it i i I was gonna say i mean i already said this to you on slack but uh, you know what what I enjoy about this show is that it sticks to the message it's trying to set. And it, it's filler episodes are funny. Yeah. I enjoy It's like they're not just a waste of space. We're like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, there is kind of that, but we're like happily enjoying it, you know? Mm-hmm. And in terms of the metaphors, I actually really enjoyed that this whole thing was like a whole thing uh, like, oh, sorry, a whole metaphor about I saw it as a queer thing, but it really could play into any kind of commu- marginalized class in those communities. But for a gay guy like myself, I really felt like back at this time, especially there were a lot of gay kids getting kicked out of homes and they would be taken in by these other gay people or gay like a gay adults that would take them in, take care of them. And they just kind of become this weird little gay family, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like it was very realistic to what was happening at the time even though we were changing things at that point a little bit but it was hot off the 90s when kids were getting kicked out and people were losing jobs for being gay and like they all had to like come together uh and build a new family and that's literally what it's like not even metaphor in this it's just like straight up like yeah i mean it's cute and the idea of like having your own version of a family is something that i think a lot of it's a part of the queer experience for a lot of people where like even if you weren't kicked out of your home you still Still might have a weird relationship with your family or like a sense that you don't have elder people in your life who really understand you so you kind of find other people who do yeah other queer people who you look up to and that's like definitely evan's experience where like he has an okay relationship with his parents but he re- clearly relates to storm more because they have something in common that he doesn't right. have with his parents and like storm sort of welcomes him into this world and then he like has all these other people that he looks up to and i mean it's kind of funny because I don't know. We talked about it, but like, it's funny that Evan has like no perception of like what's dangerous about his life and like what isn't and what's cool and what's not like he, he's (laughs) flattened all of it out. And like all of it is a part of his life. And it's all part of this movie that he makes. But the version of it at the end is like the edited version where like, you don't see anybody's superpowers. You don't see them kissing, but you still see like, 
the version of his life that's acceptable, which is like the family part. And that part is cute. So I don't know. It's 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 just like a nice episode. I don't think I'm going to like give it a five, though. I probably give no, it like I wouldn't a give it a five. It's going to be like a three out of five. But it's I wouldn't say it's something worth skipping because it's no, so it's funny and it's so gay. Like, I mean, it is it is just a fun episode. And I I liked that I was laughing while I was watching it and then in reviewing it now and going at it from our review lens, our critical lens, that it was still just fun, you know? Mm-hmm. I still think Toad gets an, a bad rap on this show, though. I do, too. I, I, I would say all the Brotherhood are written well enough to really say that none of them are, like, actually evil. I, I mean, that Fred Dukes episode really upset me because, like, they just... They just fucking went there. I know. But he's not like that for the rest of the show. We've seen him on this show twice. I know. I'm really relieved by it. And I'm relieved that like so far we haven't had any more episodes like that one where I'm like, damn, this is shitty. Like so far we I've liked most of the other episodes on this show. And I don't know. We'll see if it continues. But this was another one that I was like, I wouldn't skip this. Um, I I think it's worth watching. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I mean, it's it's easy. It's an easy watch. There's not a lot to digest. Mm -hmm. It's just fun. And everyone's gay and everyone's fucking like everyone is gay. Mm -hmm. But that's not the section we're going to do. We're going to do a who's that X-Men, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we are. All right. Ready? Who's that? Man. Well, today's going to be a really short one because the character we're focusing on today is Ryan's video camera. <laughs> oh my God. Finally, the <laughs> most important X-Men character. The most important mutant of them all is Ryan's video camera. Great. Ryan's first, Ryan first got a video camera in 1990 when his dad purchased it for work. Great. Ryan instantly became obsessed and made friends with the camera, also known as Camera E. <laughs> okay. Just for the listeners to know, I didn't know what this was going to be. <laughs> I do this all the time. I like to surprise Maddie with stupid shit, and it's like, I, I feel like we did a little bit it's more all humor alive. into focus. Like, I'm remembering now earlier in the episode when Ryan was like, we'll talk about that later with regard to your camera. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. But anyway... It's fine. I mean, this is like our lives in a nutshell. In 1995, Ryan's dad allowed Ryan to usage of the video camera by himself and gave him his own tapes in which he caught footage of famous events like interviewing his siblings, bad stop animations, several <laughs> dance shows at the living room, and the famous Beanie Baby movie. <laughs> He's so famous. <laughs> In 1999, Ryan was given his own camera on Christmas by his parents. This camera was called Video Camera. This camera went on film went on to film the famous Poochie's tapes from tapes number one through ten. Mm-hmm. Then all the tapes after that were called Ryan's tapes, but the sequence of numbers didn't restart. <laughs> this covers. <laughs> this was proof that Poochie and Ryan were the same person. <laughs> this covered Ryan's years in middle school to high school. During this time, it caught famous events like Halloween's and what they were going to do for Halloween. Halloween, surprise birthdays, including the one for Ryan he didn't know was his birthday, and the one where Katie was walking up to the garage and everybody screamed, shit, it's Katie, we need to hide. (laughs) Several more stop animations, like the one with Bulbasaur and Ryan screaming in the Warcraft Valley movies. The first demon was was also shot on this tape, but started to break while Maddie was holding the camera for no real good reason. That's very true. That did happen. In 2004, his camera did break because they slammed it into walls too many times and kept sticking gummy bears to the lens <laughs> that is true very experimental filmmaking <laughs> from us at that time 
<laughs> Ryan quickly bought a shitty camera from Sears called Shitty Camera, in which they shot D2. It took over 15 years to finish producing the movie because the quality was so low on the video camera, and Ryan was trying to transfer it through a monster cord, but he kept on blaming it on the cord and not the fact they had a shitty camera. Mm-hmm. The camera just sucked. Also, Warcraft Valley was shot on this camera. Mm-hmm. In 2007, this camera was destroyed by an asshole who, in an unfortunate event, but we don't need to revisit this right now. True. In 2008, Ryan took the Pachella's old digital camera and tried making videos, but it sucked, so he just took really bad photos instead. Mm-hmm. In 2010, Ryan got his own digital camera called Digitally, but that was also <laughs> shitty, and it also took pictures, and he could barely hear the sound on that one for the video. In 2012, Ryan and Maddie got matching handicaps, which were called The Twins to shoot Kineticon videos. Oh my god. Were they matching? I think you're right. Yes. Wow, this is really coming back to me, Ryan. Like, uh, yeah, that's wow. literally what happened because you got one and I got one. We wanted different angles, but we wanted to like <laughs> God, not we fuck such, up the quality. We were I such know. fucking nerds. Like what? Like I we know. were like, we really need our cosplay skits to look good. <laughs> <laughs> They need to look the same. Wow. They shot all the Kineticon videos and all the crazy movies they have reacted to on the channel. And at this time, Ryan was also doing Agents of Catapult with it. Mm-hmm. In 2013, Ryan got another digital video camera that he vlogged with called Vloggy. <laughs> this one eventually broke because he kept on dropping it in the sand at the beach. In 2014, <laughs> Ryan got a real DSLR, which has been used to shoot pretty much everything for the mutant ages, including Gino and yeah. all the fun videos that you now have now you can see, which is true because that, I, I mean, that's the nice camera. That's what we really yeah. call it that's what we nickname it now is the nice camera yeah we do call it the nice camera we and also remember we remember all the shitty cameras it's a i mean it's a body and i, I keep on thinking about eventually getting a new body but the thing is that if you have, once when you have a good dslr body it's really about the lenses you can attach to it until eventually they make lenses that can attach to newer bodies that mm-hmm. the old ones can't anymore but we're not quite there yet but i, I have been eyeing some fresher ones mm-hmm. anyway um in 2019 ryan got a brand new vlogging camera called the camera for disney world and now all the all of his shit looks way more professional Aww. the end yay someday we're gonna upload more of those uh kineticon skits i think we've been threatening yeah. to do that and do reacts videos of those i really want to do a react to the x-men dating game at least that one's appropriate that one's pretty good have we ever uploaded those like buffy trailers or any of that shit some of that stuff is like actually really good and by actually really good i mean it will be terrible when we watch it there is actually a channel that i created earlier this year to store all that that has everything we ever did for kineticon on there i forgot you did do that so you can if you really want to go find them you can it's under the youtube channel cosplay cabaret there are there are so many videos and it's set up well, you just have to kind of watch it. The trailers are in front of the actual shows now. So like when you click on a show, you it shows the trailer and then it has the whole show afterwards. Mm-hmm. But Maddie have not done any, any reacts to it yet. And I'm actually missing some stuff. But for the most part, all the all the stuff is there, including all the weird cosplay musicals we did. It's a great channel. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to rewatch the Buffy dating game alone in my home and just think about the past. Uh, anyway, I'm so glad to have learned the full history of your camera, Ryan, and I'm sure everybody else appreciates it because it's an important part of the Marvel universe and it's, it's coming to the MCU. It's almost as important as Cable's Cube, but not quite. It's up there. I have no transition, but we need to talk about who's gay. The X-Men
this show? Logan and Sabretooth. Logan, what Sabretooth, is going Xavier, on with these Magneto, two men? Cyclops, There's no- Nightcrawler, <laughs> Spike, <laughs> Storm, <laughs> Kitty, Rogue. <laughs> Okay, they're all gay. Okay, I'd already forgotten about the Rogan Kitty thing, which... <laughs> yeah, well, everyone in this episode's gay. It's like, I mean, yeah, the Logan and Sabretooth tops it because they're literally just... The whole episode is about them being obsessed with each other, and there's no other explanation for it other than, I mean, like, we're not every given character, anything. like, walking by in the background being like, those two have a history. They're obsessed with each other. <laughs> those two have had a history with each other before. Those two know each other. Don't ask me how they know each other, but they have for years. And it's serious. <laughs> and it's like, yeah okay they're fucking like what stop like why are you putting it like that like it's it doesn't need to be this complicated but the show it has to be a children's show but it's also like why does Sabretooth like it's not even like Sabretooth is trying to kill Wolverine or no anyone. he's not like, he's actually he not when, like, he's when they finally there. fight each other he, <laughs> when they finally fight each other Logan just jumps on him and gyrates on his crotch that's all that happens it's like all they want to do is fight each other i don't know it's taking me back to that parking garage fight that they did where again like the whole purpose of it was just them fighting but like neither of them winning okay but that also takes me back to x-men the animated series when they like were rolling around the bed lab like for an hour just rolling around and not doing anything and eventually jubilee is like what the fuck is happening okay but at least in x-men tas they they sort of eventually revealed the weapon x program and like logan screaming my memories and like their history <laughs> was kind of revealed and like maybe that know, happens in the show and I don't remember they did the whole silver fox plot line with the birthday cake and like they sort of explained Sabretooth like they sort of explained it but in this show I don't know if they're going to like I don't know every single time we talk about the silver fox thing with the birthday cake I just think that Weapon X is in the GLaDOS like portal (laughs) lab like it's like in Aperture Science it basically is it basically is Um, oh my god I don't know. This this show really put it out there. And then, of course, like, Evan is, like, gaily filming all the girls being like, I like boobies, too. I and we're like, no. boobs. And, like, meanwhile, Rogue and Kitty are like, I don't know, maybe we could kiss? Like, I know it's like Evan <laughs> yeah, like- is suggesting it for some reason, but, like... I don't know. Like, I'm down if you are. Like, why is this? It's, I don't know. I can't. I'm laughing so hard. Well, because all of these feel like such quintessential teenage experiences to me. Like, they're also like all gay quintessential experiences. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, hopefully the other queer women who listen to this show will like relate to that i feel like a lot of it is like yeah haha ha, like we're kissing for the boy <laughs> but like you're i mean not. is that something you went through at some point i don't I, know i don't know i feel like it's pretty relatable to be like you sort of aware that in theory straight men fetishize queer women kissing I mean, it didn't it definitely didn't happen with like guys in our, our teenage no. years I, I, w- I wish it would have happened where guys were like let's make out so the girls can get turned okay, on but it happened at cosplay conventions like that okay you know happened. what that's actually really true that is very very true <laughs> it and, definitely yeah, happened. but yeah, again it was a situation where they're like let's make out so the girls get turned on and I do but remember, it's just oh gay. my god yeah I feel yeah, like the other they just thing wanted that happens, to make out and like I don't know now we're just talking about cosplay cons but I feel like a lot of times what happens is like girls cosplaying as guys and then kissing and being like it's gay and then like later coming out and it's like yeah everyone knew that like I feel like that was like everyone we knew but anyway it's fine I think all of that is really relatable and even like the Dracula musical like vampires are so queer coded and like Dracula yeah. especially like this whole episode is like do you think okay that kid was also gay everyone is 
he's gay. Like, oh, they, he's like this lead of this musical, and the kid's like, "Oh my god, I'm not, I'm, I'm getting, I, I, I'm, I'm not gay, I'm into boys." And the guy's <laughs> and like, "Rogue is like, you're not fooling anyone at all with this." Like, yeah, and also like that kid's like, "Yeah, I'm already fucking the stage manager, and he's really cute." <laughs> yeah, and Kitty's like, "Well, you're a boy, <laughs> and you seem safe to like because you're like clearly gay." <laughs> okay, Let but me then just also make out with my female friend while we're practicing to try it for the play that has a boy in it. <laughs> okay, but then it cuts over later and like Evan's like, here's my gay family and we have Nightcrawler and Cyclops like erotically like, washing in the car and they're like, sp- okay, you know like when they have like montages and those old shows where like the girls will do it yeah, to each other because it's yeah. sexy but they're also like making out because they're, they're into it and yeah. it's like, it, except it's, it's like that, but it's Kurt and Cyclops. It's like everything is so gay. And then even Xavier, because like Xavier's saying, be like, oh, well, my ex keeps on showing up too. It's like, like, dude, what? I don't know. I I just like, I came off of it and I messaged about it. I go, that was the gayest thing I've ever seen. It was. It it may be. It's really hard to like rank the episodes by how gay they are, but this one. <laughs> Can we start a gay meter? Like, <laughs> yeah. What's the gayometer say? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like where on the rainbow does this fall? Does it fall somewhere in the purple or like the yellow zone? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which side of the rainbow is gayer. <laughs> I mean, isn't all of it gay? It's, like, all of it is gay. So I guess it's like if you're peak gay, you land in the pot of gold, I guess. I don't know. I mean, uh, well, I mean, that seems like a great ending to being gay is that you get money. Like, <laughs> if only, if only that was how it worked. Okay, wait, but like, I have to say that at the beginning of this show, like not this episode, but remember I was kind of giving background x-men evolution i said that this show specifically was queer coding in this episode it's not even like coding it's just queer it's like they like just gave up and they're like okay everyone's gay yeah like, I, I think it's pretty fun though i mean i i like the show i really liking x-men evolution i hope people are watching it along with us because i'm having such a good time yeah i have a really strong attachment to this show and x-men the animated series they were both in different time periods of my life like x-men the animated series was when i was a child so it was kind of like well i was kind of coming into my teens by the end of it but but then this is so specifically like my late teens like it's very much like i think 17 to 20 or something which is such a time for most kids because that's when we were like really first being like oh what's the real world about and also what's sex you know and this show just like really plays into that so it is relatable in that kind of way and i i still think that this does a good job i kind of hope when disney plus decides to make some cartoons that that yeah everybody is like campaigning to get x-men the animated series another season which would be great i'm down for that but this show is unfinished too. Like yeah. it just stops in season four. Yeah, like I, I mean, wish there's another season. X-Men TAS actually has a more conclusive ending than this show had. So I'm with you. I don't think they're going to do that because I don't think this show has the same level of following that X-Men TAS has. I don't, I, I think it does now. That, but. I think, I mean, I, don't, I really don't know. I think X-Men TAS was more iconic because it, it's again, it's like the movies where X-Men, the animated series kind of, 
made the benchmark for Marvel to even have cartoons that were successful. Mm -hmm. And also like that show led so directly to the live action movies even happening and to actually And then the live action movies is right, but the live action movies is what brought superhero films that weren't like Superman and Batman into theaters. Like Mm -hmm. really X-Men has paved the way repeatedly for so many pieces of media, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the the cartoon can be can be traced pretty cleanly back to that anyway we've talked about it a thousand times Um, Uh, this episode's great Uh, clearly this is a fun episode i hope everybody laughed listening to it because we did because we're idiots and we have a good time on this show i think it's time for plugs this is in this in this episode we're introducing the new character spotlight um pluggy the butt plug Pluggy, thanks for joining wow. us today. Oh That's his voice. Can you imagine a butt plug that has that voice? It's like, why? why? Hello, can't wait to go right in there. Like, I hate this. I hate Pluggy, <laughs> and I hate. Do you hate it as much you as much as you hate <laughs> Mugu? <laughs> Okay, Mugu is catching on. It is the latest sensation that's sweeping the nation. Everybody, Can we put, make a t-shirt of yogurt that? Yogurt is called Mugu. That is just the case. Anyway, we have an email address. If you love Mugu or you hate it, you can email us about it at themutantages at gmail.com. We also have a Discord server where you can chat with other Mugu eaters. <laughs> the Discord server invite link is at mutantages.com. There's a bar on the right-hand oh. side that has all of these ways to contact us. It, it also, also has Mugu. It also has Mugu, free Mugu, <laughs> if only. Um, we also have a voicemail, 1508-319-1668. You should call, leave us a message. And yes, if we'll you read wanna, our, we'll read it. We'll listen to we'll it on our reader mails. We will listen to it on our, our listener mail episodes. And we also have physical mail, P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. We have said we're going to do a video about the mailbox for several weeks now. It's coming. We will do it. Okay? We'll do it. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff on the right-hand side. There's there's a link to our YouTube and also some social media. Like, we're on every social media, We're by the everywhere. Way. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, and we're individually on social media. I'm at Ryan.Pagella on Instagram, and I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter. Where are you, Miss Mitty Myers? I am at Mitty Myers on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you said it. Wait. And I, I don't know. I just wait, wait. You right the fuck up right there. I, wait, was, like, I was just yes. trying to make a joke about your name in the comic book where it's Mitty, but then I said Myers by accident. <laughs> by accident. Well, because you can't say Mitty without saying Myers immediately after. I, well, I see your Twitter all fucking day, so now it's just like graved in my head. So yeah. Um. So anyway, we also <laughs> have a YouTube channel. And it's the Mutant Ages. We're playing the Game Gear game. Or at least we're trying to. Uh, <laughs> okay. Confession time. Last week we recorded. <laughs> or Okay. Last week we played the, the Game Gear game for like two hours. And Ryan had not recorded any of it. <laughs> so that's it was like two hours. Really well. It was like 30 minutes, but whatever. It was a long time um, that we didn't record. So we did, we're, we're recording it again to make gonna it We're going to record work. it again. Um, we're going to beat Mr. Sinister all over again. I'm so excited to beat Mr. Sinister again. Well, the, we're, we're going back for Mr. Yes, Sinister. of course, because we have to beat Mr. Sinister. And you should definitely check out the Mutant Ages YouTube because you can see us playing the Game Gear games. You can see us pretending to be the X-Men when we were teenagers and when we're adults because we have no shame, honestly. You can see us pretending to be Reza 
Resident Evil characters some of the time and like also as adults yes also as adults again no shame we don't give a shit um and also we set clips from this show to clips from the various animated series that we watch because it's just funny it's just fun to do that you know it is fun I like doing that and also if you want to check out our lives outside of the Mutant Ages you can go to my YouTube channel which is Ryan Pagella I just post my vlogs there Spike Cam yeah I mean really you can go see the real life Spike Cam <laughs> uh and on my Patreon for that I actually post some of those home videos that are like straight up for that um but i also wanted to talk about other ways you could support us which is like patreon in the store we have things we have other yeah. ways you can help us out like this brand new store where you can buy t-shirts and bugs and whatever the fuck you want basically with the mutant age logo or the time rat travel is real shirt yeah i'm kind of hoping that by christmas time maybe we can have like another shirt and design out i don't I know we'll that. see what happens i would love that the people are asking for my memories they're asking for mutant alarm and who could blame them um and also yeah the patreon let's get into that for a second so patreon.com slash the mutant ages you can kick us a buck or two you can get some really cool rewards in exchange you get bonus content episodes you get copies of my songs depending on what tier level you back at and you get behind the scenes stuff aim logs for me and ryan clips of us being teenagers and like doing embarrassing stuff reading our fan fictions making fun of ourselves these are the kinds of things that are on the patreon and highest tier we will give you a shout out on the show that's right. Coming live to you from Spike Cam. It's Soren B and Samuel B. We're hanging out with all these hot girls and we're definitely not gay. <laughs> oh my God. I picture you doing a totally sweet kickflip while wearing fingerless gloves as you were. I did. That. And my spikes just flew out and it hit everything in the room except for the video <laughs> camera. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. Also, if you can't support us on Patreon, you can help us out by giving us a review on whatever platform you listen to our show on. If you don't want to review, please give us a star rating because that helps increase our visibility. We are a completely fan-supported show. We do this for you guys. So, you know, every support you can help us and kicking a buck really goes a long way in keeping us in production and creating more content. Hell yeah. I, I think, think we did everything. it. Uh, what's next episode? Because I oh always God. forget I to check that never, every time. Every time. Every time I have to do this. Okay, here we go. And here like, go. why don't I ever think in advance to write that down? I don't know. Imagine like on Spike Cam, Spike just does his own version of the X-Men theme. He's like, time for Spike Cam. Survival of the fittest. Okay. I remember not liking that episode either, but considering so far I've said that about a couple episodes and I've been wrong, we'll see how that one goes. What is Survival of the Fittest about? It's about them all going to camp against the Brotherhood. It's like them finally kind of facing off and be like, who could do Jim better than the other person? Wow, that sounds annoying. All right, well, we're watching Survival of the Fittest. It's going to be great. Can't wait. It will be. Can't wait for a summer camp episode. Even if the episode turns out not to be good, which I think it will. But uh, if it turns out not to be good, hopefully this show will be good. Oh, you know, you, you can know laugh it. a lot with this. We're going to make fun of it we're, if it's bad. And we're going to come up with jokes about how gay it is if it's good. Because yeah. this is the Mutant Ages. And this we'll is the Mutant Ages. see you next time. Uh, I should probably go find Wolverine. He ran out into the middle of the road screaming something about Sabretooth again. He's not wearing any clothes. So wow. before oh, anybody gets upset, I should go figure that out. All right. Good luck, you know. All right. Thanks. I, I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll try and call Wolverine, but he probably doesn't have a cell phone on. Not because like he's not wearing clothes. It's just he doesn't, he doesn't know how to use it. He doesn't know how to use it and he doesn't think it's important. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He doesn't take it with him anywhere. He's like, I don't care about that. He's like, what the fuck is this paperweight everyone keeps giving me? <laughs> 
Okay. Anyway, why is Kitty calling me on the paperweight? All right, I gotta get this is enough. The end. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> the new